Channing and Mackenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. Welcome back to episode two of season three of Freshman Founders. Today, we are going to talk about how our roles have changed with the growth of the company. Certainly, founders' roles will change as a company grows and hires more people. You won't always be doing the same things you did at the very start of the business. But even before hiring anybody, I think our roles have changed a lot over time, just in what we found we were really good at or really bad at. We kind of fell into places that just needed to be filled. And even when we were at different parts of growing the business, I mean, I remember we have both worn the same hats. Like I remember when I was kind of trying to lead the charge on sales, you were leading the charge. I was trying to oversee some front end design. You were overseeing the front. Like we've done it all. And yeah, uh, a lot of it was not easy. Yeah, basically, if you have no real experience at all in, in the real world and the work life and you are thrown into a business that you have to be every position, you kind of try it and see what you actually are really bad at <laughs> and then find out, OK, this is something that neither of us founders are can do and we need it done. So that's where we need to hire. But we do find what we're good at and what we can keep doing and what we can, you know, maybe not always do ourselves, but really manage that team and grow it. Do you think that you had an innate sense at the beginning of what you might be interested in? Because it was, I was surprised to see that kind of the directions we both went or what we stayed in for a long time, our roles evolved. And let's talk about that. But we were in very different areas. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I would say now my role is head of product in a way, definitely overseeing a lot of development and what actually gets built on our website and what is prioritized. And I would say certainly had no technical experience or even knew that I would be interested in that. But now I love it and think I am pretty good at it. So it's Interesting to see that that was just something that our company needed. Someone needed to do it. Um, And I jumped in and found that it's something I love. Let's go back to the time when you had to jump in because (laughs) I remember it pretty clearly. (laughs) Yeah. Our former CTO, this was a little over a year ago, which is crazy. Seems like forever ago. Yeah. um, Quit on the spot. Day of called us up, says I'm out, found another job, couldn't keep working for us. And that was awful. I mean, all of a sudden, the person that was in charge of everything technically, which is what our the foundation of our company is. Right. We are a platform that is our business was that person was gone. And we didn't even realize how much he did that we didn't even think about or know needed to be done until, of course, things just aren't working or aren't happening. And you're like, oh, I guess I have to figure out what this means. Like, 
you know, making sure the website is secure, making sure our emails are going to the right places and our domain doesn't expire. Little things like that, that we didn't think about uh, all of a sudden were uh, my responsibility. And I am glad it worked out this way. Certainly at the time it was very stressful, but um, I've certainly learned a lot about how to manage a tech team of one, at least. And um, I think that there is so much value in being thrown into something to where you really have to figure it out the hard way. You don't have time to go read a book or learn a course about what you're doing. You really just have to learn from experience. While it is extremely stressful and a challenge, I think that's how you do learn the quickest. And from my perspective, watching you take this role and run with it has been really incredible to see because now it just, it makes sense. Like we didn't even know what we didn't know, but your personality and how you function really well as a leader in product and development, I can't imagine you not being in this role and the decisions you're making every day. Also, thank you are things I never think (laughs) about. I, I think that could be said with your role as well. I mean, Think about how your day-to-day has changed, not only in the past year, but even since we started this business. I mean, the things you prioritize now versus a year ago, how different is that? Yes, it it's, it's really just with the growth of our business, we have totally uh, evolved in our roles and I'm grateful for that. But it was really confusing for me personally because there were so many different things that we obviously couldn't afford someone to do that I never thought I would be touching, like our financials and accounting and working with our lawyers to make sure we're set up properly, working on investment deals, different strategic partnerships, working on the client side and how do we sell this. It's all of those things are just one little part of our business and we're more of a technology business. So it's how much do you emphasize on those? And I've always really struggled with how do I balance the investor relations with the business? Because I would love for us to just focus on business all day long. But at times in the past, it really took a large amount of my time. And you, Ken's really helped me edit that because it would just consume me and you would say, we, we need to, you know, we can't just be working for them. Like, obviously this investment has to work for us. And that helped me change my uh, frame of reference, especially when I was traveling all of January, literally just meeting with investment groups for three and a half weeks straight. Yeah. Your role is very challenging and I'm grateful that you do it instead of me because likewise to you (laughs) what you're actually the goal is to get investment or get strategic partnerships a lot of the things that you uh oversee are things that you can't see an immediate result from they're things that really are that you have to see over time and a lot of it is also relationships which aren't always quantifiable to whereas my work, I'm like, this is a task that needs to be done. Is it done? Yes or no. It's way easier for me to see it as 
you know, this, this is what I accomplished today. Whereas you could work your ass off all day pitching in front of investors, but you're not going to necessarily know a, if they're going to invest that day, they're certainly not going to say yes the first day, but then even they still might say no after a month. And you're like, well, was all that work pointless? No, because it's just a building block in to get to that next place, but it is much less quantifiable, which is a challenge. I would be very, I would go crazy. <laughs> I think it, it truly is amazing with our partnership in this business is that we really are so different and even like the aptitudes of what we uh, lean towards in our roles. Just like you said, like more um, task oriented, understanding like what's actually been accomplished at the end of the day, getting it done, being motivated by that versus like long-term. It's just different, Mm -hmm. but they're so needed for both of these different tasks. Yeah. And how then I think a, a big thing that I wanted to talk about today was how we made the decision to actually become officially on paper co-CEOs. And that is something that no one really ever helped us or talked through with us at the beginning of this, when we were signing those founders agreements, mm-hmm. it was like, well, there's, here's a C-suite. That's mm-hmm. not a corporation of like thousands of people. Right. But it's, isn't it's it department, crazy? Right. And if you're an LLC, you're supposed to do the same. Yeah, yeah, you could be a president and a vice, but what does that all mean? Yeah. And so we were initially, I was CEO, you were COO, and but we always worked as CEOs together. And I just remember calling you up in January. Wow, that feels like a year ago. That was January. <laughs> yeah. And and brought this to to you to see what you thought. And I am so thrilled that we did that because we are CEOs together, just in different ways. As you guys know, Mackenzie and I, we went to Belmont University and we took entrepreneurship classes together and learned, you know, some of the key points of how to build a business there. And we're so thankful that the Belmont University Center for Entrepreneurship is sponsoring Freshman Founders. And the Center of Entrepreneurship has tons of resources to support student entrepreneurs, such as two on-campus co-working spaces, competitions throughout the year, free business building clinics, and mentorship and grant opportunities. Belmont is also ranked by the Princeton Review as one of the top 25 entrepreneurship programs in the nation, and the only one in Tennessee. The Center for Entrepreneurship guides students through every phase of their entrepreneurial journey, beginning their freshman year and lasting a lifetime. It's crazy to think, I mean, we've just described a few of our roles and how they're different of, you know, what we're responsible for. And those things are so different. It's crazy to think one person would have to be in charge of all of that because it takes so many different skill sets to oversee all of these aspects of a business. I can't imagine the solo CEOs that have to really manage a lot of that. That seems really hard. It makes sense that once a company gets to a certain place, they bring in an actual CEO that is mm-hmm. overseeing, you know, heavy growth because CEOs of startups are so much different. It really is like you are, you are founders yeah. of this business and you're going to handle it differently. But what was super helpful for us was talking to other people that have walked the path 
that we were thinking of going down. Shout out to Soundstripe getting to talk yeah. to the co-CEOs there. And we've seen other examples of it too. It was so helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not really a guidebook to being a co-CEO. We just decided it worked for us because we did use each other for a lot of decisions. I mean, certainly not every decision that goes through the company has to be, we each have to give our stamp of approval. You know, there's things that fall into my wheelhouse and things that fall into Channing's wheelhouse that those decisions can be made by us individually. But we did both, we do work, I think we're better together than we are separate. And I think we bring out, I think us deciding on things together does bring out a lot of perspectives that one person can't do alone. Oh yeah. Because we're so different in, in how we think you'll say something and I'm like, damn, I never would have thought <laughs> of it like that. And that makes so much sense to me. And same. I was worried at first, even with our small, but mighty team, I was worried like, how will they take this change? Will that be confusing? Will it not seem like there is enough leadership to mm -hmm. yeah. have? But I haven't felt that at all. And I hope they haven't either because I think we've communicated all together so well. And we put leadership and expectations in them. This is not some martyr system. We want everyone to really be a culture founder and be a part of this with us. Yeah, the co-CEO thing is weird for people that haven't ever seen it or heard of it. And it's new to us. I mean, we've only been doing this for two months or so now. And it's some people don't definitely don't get it, but it makes sense for us. And that's really what matters is not everybody has to do the things the same way. And there's really no playbook for this is how businesses work. Every business is different. And this is what worked for us. And I think this comes back to the fact that roles are ever changing. We needed this, especially right now through this next stage of growth. And I know I had mentioned it in the last episode, but some great advice we received was you always have to be thinking about how is this role changing and what do you need to do to adapt to the role? Because that's what your business needs. And we have seen that happen in every area of our business. So with leadership, yes, we're making changes. With development, we've asked so much of our uh, full mm -hmm. stack developer and designer, Warner. It's amazing to see some of the things he is churning out yeah. because his role is changing. Same with Lennon. She came in as a, as a marketing coordinator and we have her on things I never thought we would be having her on those projects. It's just what the role needs. And one of the biggest ones that's changed this year that's really driven a lot of these decisions is how we sell this product and how we do business development. Let's give a shout out to our local restaurant of the week that we are enjoying right now. Stay Golden. Yes. One of our favorite coffee shops here in Nashville, but they also have delicious food. I got some tacos today. I got the breakfast taco and the ground beef taco. And I got the chicken biscuit. And guys, I don't even normally order that. And now I will be. It was <laughs> so good. And some, some breakfast potatoes that were crispy and perfect. 
It's also a great place to go and work and have meetings when it is back up and open to the public. Uh, one of my favorite spots to go and chill for a bit. There's uh, quite a lovely atmosphere. Yeah, and they are awesome. And let's show them support, especially now. So they are going to be offering a code for our listeners. It's going to be 15% off your order. And the code is freshman founders in all caps. And you just go and use their online ordering system on their website. But the best part is this even carries over to once they're open because they can have a contact. They're going to now have a contact list ordering system in the restaurant. Nice. They are jumping on it. They've thought of everything. I love it. Anyway, back to BizDev. One of the very first people we hired was a sales role. And we had no idea what that would really entail because all of our sales were word of mouth and it had only been done by us, just basically meeting people, calling people, totally boots on the ground. So we were going to learn what the sales needed to look like with that first hire. And we definitely did. We brought in someone who really helped us on even the operation side of sales and building the process and even just starting to vet out different customer segments. But we also have found over the course of now trying to sell this out to a larger audience that we really needed to take a step back and restructure what sales looked like because we're trying to do this in multiple cities at once. Mm -hmm. We're trying to scale effectively. We're offering a lot of different things, but at the same time, we are a software as a service mm -hmm. in a sense. And we had to look more from a, a software sales side right. than direct selling. Yes. Our business is so weird and different. Uh, there wasn't necessarily an easy playbook that we could follow is what the sales department needed to look like. So we kind of found out the hard way. I mean, really tweaked this role, which was once our role, now became a new hire. And that role even changed so much every month. I also, it's... Kind of embarrassing to say, but we got a lot of great advice at the beginning about how important it was to build sales correctly around having a really solid comp structure for your specific business model, making sure you base this all on revenue being earned, growing that so it's a scalable sales model. So when you're bringing in sales managers and sales assistants, it makes sense from a, from a monetary perspective. And we just, we wanted to just get in and learn ourselves. We kind of had to. And so it was after that advice, we went and did it ourselves. And then really, we kind of went back to the same consensus, but we learned it for on our own. So now we are trying to shift the role. We're, we're building a full new commission structure for us, our sales teams. We're even now looking at entirely different pricing models for our business because we went out there and we learned that there was some really ineffective processes that we were carrying out. And now we expect that role roles to look entirely different than how we even started it out. Basically things change quickly and they never stop changing is the theme of entrepreneurship. Even a, more obvious role, like say, say our developer, we knew his role was not going to change as far as 
you know, you're going to be coding, whether it's front end, back end, the specific tasks, you will always be coding the website and developing the platform, which is our product. That still even changes a little bit every day. Like what, what we prioritize in that role, because we only have one developer, that role does look different. Sometimes it's, we're redoing the, the homepage. And so he's working on design and really aesthetics and how things look and feel and what we should say and what text to use and where the certain button should be and what color rather than the logic behind why somebody gets an email when they make a certain action. Totally different things, but the same role is responsible for them. I think the biggest lesson I've learned in this is that right now we can't afford to have someone in a position on our team that is not ready to be a full-on leader in their micro department. We need to know that that person is going to grow in this role so that when it comes time to put a person and multiple people under them, they are going to be the one to do it. And when I started looking at things that black and white, it became very clear of what kind of a culture we wanted, what did we want to promote, and who were the right people for our team. I think that's a huge point, the culture of a small business. We've talked about this before and how how important it is and how to even kind of start having a culture, but it really just kind of happens. You don't have a ton of say in what your culture is going to be other than who you hire. I feel like when we've talked about it in past seasons, we didn't even really fully understand how important it was. We could look to companies and wish for it, but it did. It just happened overnight. Yeah. Especially through coronavirus. Yeah. It's almost uh, accelerated it. Yeah. Yeah. Our team is awesome. They, we've really all come together and we've been really creative. We've been really thoughtful and making really smart decisions. Um, And I think that I look to the team as, you know, they motivate me as one of the founders. They, they're, work ethic and their creativity and ideas makes me want to keep working and make it this business work for them because they are such a great aspect of this business. They are everything to the business, really. It's it's that core team. It's been pretty crazy to look back and think about where we started and the roles we had and now we've started siphoning those off and giving those to other people that can do it better than us. And it's, I think, making a lot more sense to us now how this can really grow effectively in the next year. Again, things change in a startup every day, every week, all the time. Certainly our roles have changed so much in the past year, let alone the entire life of this business and will continue to change as we grow. I really want to emphasize something you said earlier. Each member of our team really does have to be a leader, and they really have to have that entrepreneurial mindset working for such a small company because every decision is a big decision at a small business. I love that no one can hide in our 
company because we don't want to. Everyone's in there because they want to be a part of something big. They want to be a member of this. And uh, speaking of members, uh, one more <laughs> shout out. Stay Golden actually is about to come out. You're hearing about it for the first time on here. But they are about to come out with an annual membership for the super fans of Stay Golden like us, where you're going to get 15% off everything all the time. You're going to get select swag, cool offerings, member parties. Ooh. You'll probably see us there, so you should join. It's going to be 300 bucks for the year. And man, the amount of time that we are there, that's probably really going to pay for itself tenfold. <laughs> so come and join us, and we're excited to talk to you again next week. Next week, we're going to talk about rebranding. We have done it many a time. We've got a new name and new brand. We are pros at this now. It's just like changing roles. <laughs> See ya. Bye.